Welcome to Cards, Comics, and Carbs, a show for nerds by nerds. I am your host, Chris. With me, as always, two co-hosts who also talk on this show, Alex and Jason. Oh, that was the most realistic uh, sort of tagline <laughs> I, that, that you have given us so see, far. <laughs> see, the other day the other day when we were texting and Jason, Jason was like, oh, if I can record if such and such a thing happens and then such and such a thing happened. So we were. I was like, oh, he's got ESP, so he's the ESP of CCC. And I was going to open with that, but then I didn't have a nickname for you, Alex, and I didn't want to be like, give Jason this grand entrance, and I'd be like, and also Alex is here. I'm just the, I'm so, just like the jobber of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and also, the here's funniest our, thing was, I was going to... Here's our Sonya Deville, respond. Alex. Right. Eva, <laughs> Alex. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm the Mick Foley. Dyer. Do like, Dyer. Do Dyer. <laughs> i was gonna write that too the esp i was gonna do something to that effect then i was at work and all of a sudden i get it I'm like oh, motherfucker beat me doing yeah, the yeah. esp of the triple c uh so well so it was a week some things two. happened yeah over the past couple weeks yeah yeah uh I, so, I, I gotta say man wrestlemania way better than i thought it would be i was i was very impressed very happy with how it turned out, honestly. I, I, I would say overall, yeah, I was definitely... I mean, also, I think over just the past year or plus of just, like, how other pay-per-views or yeah. premium events now have gone, um, it has... I was not going into it expecting it to be good or great, right? I was just going into it expecting, like, the same sort of level um, of, you know, what we'd seen from, like, Elimination Chamber in day one, Right. And it was definitely better than those. Um, there were definitely a few matches that were like, these really sort of missed it. Yeah. Um, like the two the two championship main events were not great at all. Um, I was not as impressed with, unfortunately, Edge and AJ Styles. That one, it just felt like it, they were trying to get going. Yeah. Like never never every, had that next year. Yeah, yeah. Like they just couldn't get anything going. Um, and it was just like, ah, that was one really anticipated. Like I was looking forward to that one probably the most. Cause I was like, this one of all of them will probably be the best one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I, I remember on night one, we kept like, cause look, I'm, I'm, I'm actually a really positive person, but like WWE uh-huh. and are they, how they've just completely lost the thread on just about everything they do the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time staying positive with them. So I sound like a real freaking negative Nelly when I'm talking about them, but like, I didn't expect anything and I kept waiting for that moment. Like there isn't most WWE shows where it's like, okay, that's where they jumped the shark and they're not coming back. Right. It didn't happen on night one. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, uh, Rousey and Charlotte was anticlimactic. It wasn't great, yeah. but I mean, it, it, Charlotte can only do so much on her own. Right. And, and night two, you know, edge and AJ, I agree. Didn't hit that next gear and, and Lesnar and, uh, and Reigns. Uh, it was what they were gonna do. I mean, that's that's what they do. Obviously, I don't want to get too much into it. We're gonna, you know, go deeper into it a little bit later. But there was nothing I saw where I was like, "This is not watchable anymore." Yeah. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. do that. You know, it was no Alexa sitting on top of the fiends, whatever it was, friggin' Jack in the Box thing, and and after a five month build up, disappointing Jason. And she said, "I'm gonna say, like, why are you bringing like that? Yeah, that just like just." Or like, no, I'm just sad. or like Finn Balor going full fucking anime mode as the demon yes. and then yeah. the ring snaps, right? 
But I mean, like, like last year's night one was really good again, and then night mm. two opens up with the fiend and Orin, and right off the bat, day two, you're like, oh, there's there's the thing, there's the thing right there. Just start day two. What are they doing? Right. I didn't really get that this year. There were some letdowns, mm-hmm. but there was nothing egregious where I was like, oh, this fucking company, what are you doing this to us for? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt that way at the Rumble because we predicted oh, yeah. basically everything except for um, Seth Rollins' entrance, mm-hmm. right? Like, that was really the biggest surprise, I guess, biggest welcome surprise of the whole night. Obviously, I think, like, you know, uh, Shane Homack coming out was a surprise, but like not as welcome as like the shield entrance from Rollins. Cause that was pretty fucking awesome. And it oh, played yeah. into the storyline that they were going with. And um, they even mentioned John Moxley a bunch of times, which was like wild. Um, but then, you know, as soon as, as soon as Roman started like going like Uber heel, trying to like pull heat and he wasn't, you're just like, okay, well, he's going to fuck up the whole Lashley-Lesnar fight, and then Lesnar is going to lose, and so he's going to enter the Rumble, and then he's going to win it. And it was just like, it was predicted from the first, like, half, or the first, the first, um, the first match was, was uh, Reigns and Rollins, right? Uh, At the Rumble. Yes, so it was just yes, like, yep. it was like, okay, so we know how this is going to go for the rest right. of the night. And, yep. like, there wasn't any of that, like, poor... Story, storytelling during no. WrestleMania. It was really well done. It was like they actually paid attention to what people have been saying about him for the last mm-hmm. God knows how many years and were like, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe we should have a little bit of continuity or you know, not treat the crowd like they haven't seen anything past two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's it, it was nice. It was nice to watch and just be able to enjoy it and not be like, oh, what the fuck? Mm. You can suspend disbelief so much, but like he said Rollins and Reigns. Rollins lost by DQ and have had Reigns beat and uh no rematch, no mention of it, no nothing. It just goes away. It's, it's just gone. Oh, they won't right. oh, they this won't is a one off do it. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It is, it's like I mean like, Rollins should be a, a, a considered a top tier main event guy because he's that freaking good. And yep. they just Seth freaking Rollins yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. I can't bring myself to say it, but uh, but you know, but he's that good, and they continuously just kind of undercut him, and then they're like, "Oh, well, why can't people take him seriously? Why isn't he a legit challenger?" Well, but I mean, that's what they stupid. do to every single, um, like every single person that goes up to main event against Reigns, yeah. right? We yeah. saw that same thing happen with Big E. We saw that same thing happen with Finn Balor, right? Like it's it's just the same thing over and over again. It'd be one thing if like you lose. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're put back into the talk of, of competing for, you know, the championship. But what happens is, is they have this whole formula where unless you're someone that has already like main evented mania or beaten Undertaker at mania, you're not getting that chance again to be a top guy. Yeah. You know, and that's just basically the story that we're being told is how it seems, how it's been perceived so far is it's just, you know, Lesnar can keep coming back and he's the only one that has like a realistic chance because he's the only one that also like just doesn't get buried. You know, he loses to, he loses to Reigns in Saudi Arabia and then he comes back and has another title opportunity, right? And then he goes and then he has another title opportunity. And then he goes and in that same event goes into the rumble and then he has another title opportunity. And then he like, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's frustrating because guys like Big E, as soon as he lost that, you know, nope. 
like done. no mention of I, it just oh that's it that's yep, you're done it's done that was fun yeah, exactly seth so, rollins shows up and has a dq finish so it sets itself up for another match or three right like another match or a, a second match right like a three mm-hmm. and it just fizzles and like nothing happens of it it's like okay well we got to see these two fight like we're done with it now right but the storyline hasn't resolved itself so no we're not the cat is like losing his shit back here. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering what that was. He's like, he just like does this now. We took him to the vet and they're just like, oh no, there's nothing wrong with him. He's just an asshole. <laughs> so at three in the morning, he'll just scream bloody murder for no reason at the top of the stairs. Just, just whatever. And he'll get like this close to our face when we're sleeping. Like, oh my God. Um, Perfect. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. How nobody besides anybody be the Undertaker at WrestleMania can seems to get consistent booking. Perfect example of that. The Mania event, uh, main event at 35 was Lesnar and Rollins, I believe. I mean, it was uh, it went on first, but it was the main event. Reigns was in the main event on the other side of it. Um, and Rollins won, got a very short title run, and mm-hmm. then it went back to Lesnar. Uh, 36 was McIntyre beating the crap out of, of, of Lesnar, winning it. Okay, so then, but where's McIntyre now? Well, he ended up being champion until uh, until he lost to Lashley, and the two of them faced at thirty-seven. Where did both oh. of them end up this WrestleMania? One was facing Baron Corbin, the other was facing Omos. No knocking either of those guys, but they're not exactly absolute top of the card talent the way they're the way they're booked. <laughs> so you have three right. guys who were the were the paper were the main event. Another mm-hmm. guy like Rollins who just lost to Reigns by or beat Reigns by DQ. Who was in it three years ago, two years ago, and where are all they out now? They're, I mean, now Rollins had a big role, but he wasn't in the main event, and he only gets put there when he needs a filler. And the other two guys who were the main event last year, who have both had good success against uh, Lesnar, take a back seat, and Lesnar's in the main event again because Vince. And it's like, it just it goes to your point where if you, if you weren't one of the two to beat the Undertaker. You're going to get a short it, run here and there, and that's it. It's I, And I keep going back to it, but it, it it is just, it is one of the biggest hurdles that the WWE really needs to, like, get, like, away from. And they tra- they, they sort of, like, story-wise have written themselves into this hole where now you have a precedent of, you know, you have these two characters that are at a power level that's so much higher than literally anyone else. And the other problem that they have is because it's not like any other show or anything you can do where, like, the undertaker could still come out and like record lines for voice or something like he can't actually get in the ring and like perform anymore. Right. Right. Or at least perform at like the same level where it's believable enough for the moments like when, um, you know, he lost to reigns and when he lost to Lesnar. Right. And so it creates the system where, because we're never going to see anyone else do that again, there's only ever going to be these two until they're done. Mm-hmm or unless you have them drop the belt. But then what happens is all these other people that they haven't been able to drop the belt to look that much worse, right? It's it's this very like sticky situation that they've sort of painted themselves into. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we'll see where they go from here, but uh, at least WrestleMania was good. So. Right. Wrestling fans had a good Christmas morning. That's that's nice. <laughs> we'll see what they do the rest of the year. So yeah, it was good. It felt so WrestleMania felt like, and I hope this is the case, but it felt like it was the 
you know, we had been waiting to get to this point in order to start all this other stuff we wanted to start, mm. right? Like they were waiting for certain pieces to be in play, probably Cody and probably other stuff that they have planned out for, you know, months or if not years, you know, um, for like, they want to do all this stuff moving forward. And like, this is the date we need to start. And everything else from whenever they started planning until now has been like filler, right? So like, this is just shit to get us by until we can get to Mania. Because there was a lot of things that happened at Mania. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't just Cody showing up. Um, we have Brood 2.0 now, right? <laughs> um, That's really funny. We have... Uh, I like uh, it, though. I like it. I hope right? Ice turns into a manager. Are you kidding me? That'd be great. <sighs> yeah. Um, we're, yeah, we saw that. We saw other... I mean, it's it's starting to feel more like they're leaning into factions again cool. right I'll which i am yeah I'm all, all I'm fucking all about yeah, and totally. again like if they if they started doing like if they just took the same formula that like aew is using that wwe did where it's like okay we're going to have like our wrestlers that are all in you know specific varying sized um like stables right so like these are our different factions and you put a legend in each stable and it brings up the validity of the wrestlers in that stable. And WWE has the largest like bank of legends that they could possibly bring out, right? You don't, you, you're not going to get Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestling uh, on the same level that they've been. But if you had them in like a small group of people's corners, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Yeah. Right. Like if you had Stone Cold come out and like drop some promo stuff, and then like do a stunner to people like once a month, people would lose their fucking mind, right? And I, I think, and I really want them to move. It's just better, it, better writing anyways to have factions. It makes things more coherent as to like how things can line up for rivalries and matches. And it's just, it's just better. <laughs> no, it is. I agree, hundred percent. It makes things more interesting, and it, it may, there's more at stake when couple undercard guys fight randomly it may not be just random if they're part of opposing factions it's like okay well now there's that mm -hmm. pride of their faction on the line it's not just a filler match because they couldn't think of another storyline right so it, yeah i i 100 agree mm -hmm. back in the right because when you have when you have person x versus person y and then all of a sudden person z shows up it makes sense that if person z is aligned with person x uh-huh you know they would come to help right but if it's just like three random people, it doesn't have as much impact. Not at all. And then they just disperse right afterwards or right after whatever match they're having. And it's like, okay, so there's no continuity. There's no nowhere to take it from there. Right. That's another or, thing too. With factions, you can take it somewhere afterwards, a lot of right. different directions. And you can have, you know, varying matches between the members of the faction. Whereas mm -hmm. what we see now is it's the same tag team versus the same tag team or the same singles match versus the same singles match night after night after or mm -hmm. week after week after week, right? And it gets very tiring because <laughs> it's like, I've seen this one. Um, Yeah. Well, speaking of matches, something we had a couple from a couple weeks ago that are mm -hmm. uh, our top five WrestleMania matches of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is personal opinion for each of the three of us. It's not necessarily the three, uh, the five highest rated, or whatever uh, consensus, what everybody else thinks. It's just personal opinion, five favorites. And I know 
myself, for sure, had a hard time narrowing this down to five. Because like I said, before we started recording, every time I think of one, I remember four more that I wanted to put down. And it's just like, man, what <laughs> I could I could fill half a notebook with great matches. Um, but uh, want to do that now? Or you want to just keep going on WrestleMania? Or uh, what do you guys want to do? Either. Give me one second. I just got to check. Yeah. Keep going. I'm good for either. All right. Well, we've already got into WrestleMania, so why don't we... Uh, well, uh, any other points you want to get to about that? Um, favorite matches? Uh, what sure. impressed you the most? Obviously, we have, you know, we all have opinions on the Cody, the Cody debut, uh, re-debut, uh-huh. I guess. Um, so. If you don't know, Cody Rhodes is back. <laughs> Man, dude, I'm going to tell you what. I never disliked him, but he was always just kind of somebody who was there for me when he was in WWE before. <laughs> Poor booking, I'm sure. Not talent. Um. <clears throat> I paid a little bit of attention to him after he left WWE and, and and kind of went on the indies and started a whole American Nightmare thing, which is I thought was really cool, seeing his dad was the American Dream. I always liked that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if there's one thing he should never have done, it's a neck tattoo, but I think that's pretty much universally agreed upon. I don't get it, but that's his personal choice. I just don't um, like neck tattoos. You no, know? I don't either. On anybody. For myself. Or... Yeah. Uh, but no, it's, I, and I've never really been, this isn't going to be a popular opinion, I'm not a huge fan of the majority of the elite. Like, I'm not not big on the Bucks, not big on Omega. Uh, don't hate them. Just, I don't know. To me, it's like I heard so much about them before I ever saw them. So I'd say like when you go to see a movie and somebody just talks it up to the max, and you mm. watch it, you watch it, and it's it's a good movie, but mm-hmm. you're like, ah, they said it was like one of the all-time, all-time funny movies, scary movies, great movies. I don't see it. It's just another movie. Whereas if you had just seen it in its own and hadn't had it talked up, you would have been like, well, that's really impressive. So I think that's yeah. where I kind of get that from them. Mm-hmm. So I mean I like Hangman, um, and I was never that that huge on Cody, and nothing really did in AEW change that. So I did not have high expectations for this. Man, was that good though? It was a really good match. Everything from from just mm-hmm. teasing, dropping little teasers here and there, whether it be on social media or in promos, uh, referencing Cody's past, and and but not directly saying it. Even to the point where after he had signed up until the day of, like the wrestling journalists were saying, he might back out. He might not do it. He might not be able to make it. They were even thrown off by it, which right. is pretty cool because uh, they would have blown up the story if they could have. And they oh, did. 100%. And he shows up. The entrance was mm-hmm. awesome. The way they, mm-hmm. oh, man, uh, match of the night. It might have been the best match of, uh, of WrestleMania as far as I'm concerned between Rhodes and Seth Rollins. Did not have high expectations. I've I've rewatched the match like twice. It, oh wow! <laughs> it, it was awesome. It was great. It was a great match. It was, it like, was a great moment. Even though like we knew it was happening, there was still yeah. that chance it might not have been him. But it was it was definitely it was a great pop. It was a great moment. I also love like Seth sold the shit out of it. Um, like all his like like you know, like welcome to the big leagues, bitch, like that kind of shit, like during the fight, it was just awesome. Um, Oh, also like Seth, this was something I think we talked about on the second night. Um, There was, it was Seth Rollins, um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn all basically did the, like the promo work in three matches, like as the only wrestlers. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Which is absolutely like to me kind of fucking insane. Like that's a super risky move. Like you have three guys selling promos. Of course, Johnny Knoxville showed up for Sami Zayn, 
right? And they did like all kinds of shit together, you know. But it's it's not the same no. as like two wrestlers showing up and doing promos like one after the other, right? But especially because like like Seth Rollins had to carry the build up for his match with Cody without anyone knowing it was Cody, even though we all kind of knew it was Cody, but like you know, kayfabe, no one knew who it was, right? Yeah. And um, although we did know that obviously like you know Stone Cold was gonna show up and he did cut like his own pre-recorded promo. I mean, Kevin Owens, like, did some phenomenal fucking work so good. all by himself. Like, his that one Monday Night Raw where he came out as Stone Cold <laughs> with, like, the yep. bald cap yep. was so fucking good. Oh, and, and yeah, I was just very impressed because I realized, like, oh, my God, like, like, there's three guys that they had that are doing, like, all of the promoing work for, for these matches. And it was very impressive because I didn't notice it. Right. Like I didn't notice that they were like no. carrying it until that moment. Um, and I thought it was good. I thought I heard, I, I read somewhere. It was either probably on like one of like the subreddits or like on Twitter somewhere that the reason like Cody worked in WWE, especially like on mania is because the Cody Rhodes character. Now the American nightmare is really like a WWE character mm-hmm. and he didn't do well in AEW because he's trying to be a WWE character not in the wwe right 100%. like he was trying to be a wwe yep. character in aew and aew is all about it's not really about the character stuff no. like it's about the wrestling and the character work and the promo stuff like that comes like second third it's really about the in-ring wrestling and he's a great wrestler but it seemed more about the we're building up the cody rhodes american nightmare storyline stuff and i think he's going to do very well in wwe I mean, just based contractually, he has to, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I think just just so far, it already sets itself up perfectly for matching up against Reigns. I guess we can get to that at some point. We can finish talking about Mania. But yeah, I, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was a, a great intro. I thought Seth did a phenomenal fucking job. Right, right um, when right when Cody first came up from his little Cody Vader there, whatever they call it, the little <laughs> ramp he has, yeah, and, and they turn back to Rollins and he's just sitting there doing his cackle in the middle of the ring laughing. Yeah, it was so perfect all, for all the times WWE does way too many jump cuts or they miss mm-hmm. Edge's return after nine years of the Rumble, <laughs> or uh-huh. or they miss AJ Styles coming down so they can get some guy in the in, in the uh, audience going, oh wow, they do stuff like that mm-hmm. where they catch just the right thing at the right moment and it's beautiful. That added so much to the match because it showed you right there. Rollins knew who he was. They weren't trying to say he didn't know who he was, mm-hmm. who he was there for. Mm-hmm. Took, started laughing and then had a very straight look on his face, like very straight face. Like all of a sudden just snapped out of it. Like, okay, yeah, come get me motherfucker. Like mm-hmm. they knew who it, it just, it did so much for the match in that five seconds of facial expressions. And right. that's something they really missed because they were too busy. Camera cut here, camera cut here, camera cut here. If they would just be in the moment a little bit more, without even changing anything, so jarring. Oh, it's crazy! It takes you right out of it. Mm -hmm. But they could add so much more ambiance and atmosphere, and just feel to the matches if they would just do that. With they wouldn't even have to change anything, and they could make things slow down the cuts, thirty, forty percent better. If they didn't have that moment, the match still would have been good. But you wouldn't have picked up that little nuance of like how Rollins felt about it, and and it. That would have taken away a lot from the match as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I I thought it was good. I definitely think it was probably the best 
just like pure wrestling match mm-hmm. yeah like of the night um obviously it was exciting to actually see to actually see you know stone cold <laughs> oh, yeah. in a match again oh, so good. um I, kevin owens again he carried that but at the same time like stone cold still took a suplex to the like concrete and he still gave kevin owens like two suplexes yeah. like up on like the you know the entrance platform there like it was I was very impressed with with what he was able to do. Same here. For for his age and not being able, you know, being in it and like the amount of injuries he's had. Um and like of course it was Texas and like the the fucking pops for everything that he did was just insane. It was absolutely wild to see when that glass shattered. Oh, man. He was waiting for it. You know it was coming. I know. Just, yeah. You know it was oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You knew it was coming and still it was just no. like it was so- no my show turn off his music that's fucking great <laughs> kevin owens is oh i man i i have a lot of respect for him i mean i i had you know a lot before but like that was he did a phenomenal job with like i said the promoing up to it the whole just the match itself because stone cold's still alive <laughs> well, yeah yeah that- that's the thing too is not only on the promo work but like not only austin but the company had enough confidence in, in owens and his ability to say mm-hmm. okay this dude's been gone for 19 years this is like the most important thing in his career to him to come back and have one final mm-hmm. match one in his own terms and he killed it like it was great all around i really mm-hmm. expected when they said match it was going to be owens went for a finisher missed austin spun him around stunner one two three that's right. it 10 seconds it's over drink beer salute the crowd out of right. here it was a legit match though. It was legit. Like they went after it. I was I was very impressed because I thought they were going to do like, you know, bring out the rest of like the Texas, you know, legends. Yeah. Like let's bring yep. out HBK and Undertaker and JBL and um Booker T. And you know what I mean? Just like let's bring everyone that's from Texas out and they'll each take turns, like, you know, 30 seconds to two minutes in the ring with yep. Kevin Owens. And then, you know, everyone ends with a stunner, basically. You know, and then you finish with Stone Cold, you know, give it a hell of a stunner, and then, you know, cracking some beers, and then boom, one, two, three. But it was like a legit, like, actual match. And I was very impressed that it, one, happened, and two, was actually good. It was not, like, the worst match of the night, which um, it very well could have been, you mm-hmm. know, especially considering, we said, like, the age. and and But Kevin, Kevin Owens did great work, one, making stone cold look good and two um just in general like <laughs> and i would have been happy with him just coming out doing a talking segment cutting a promo talking shit to owens a couple of stunners, couple scratch stunners some beers, yeah. be done with it and that's it i would have been i would have been fine with that I been, hey austin was here it was fun but to actually do the way they did it was just like again they really nailed it it was really good it was great because they 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 undersold and over delivered yeah which is yeah. the exact opposite <laughs> of the second night's main event where they uh, yeah. oversold and yeah. underdelivered, right? They said this is going to be the greatest match in WrestleMania history. What was the actual, like, the full fucking title of it? Let's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. All I know is it match in WrestleMania history. It was the whole, so it's the most stupendous WrestleMania, but the actual match itself had, like, a the championship match of night two. Where are we at here? like winner it was like winner takes all 
like super fucking like cock sucking ball fondling match of all time i thought that was edge and aj last year at backlash but it was the same thing oh yeah the edge and art one they said was the greatest yeah the yeah greatest, that was that greatest wrestling yeah. match ever <clears throat> and then edge towards bicep yeah go fuck yourself Poor edge. bastard <laughs> poor guy I do like the the uh, I do love heel dark heel edge, and have putting somebody yeah, like, with Damian oh, Priest. Put somebody Damian oh, Priest. With I'm so hyped for that. It's gonna be so good. Mm-hmm. Gives Priest a little bit of direction, and then when they finally break him apart, gives him somebody big to face and go over and make himself a big star. So, I'm all for that because there's no way he's gonna be there every week. And. No. He can't go every week. He can't wrestle. There's just no way with his with his injury history he can wrestle every week. So right. he's gonna have to have something where he can be he can be involved, even indirectly, and still be there or at least be mentioned in in a storyline that's you know ongoing. So, I think giving him a, giving him a faction with a couple of guys is perfect. That supposedly there's uh, other people who are gonna be in the next couple of weeks. I haven't actually seen Alistair names, Black. But... Oh wait. Nope. No, dude. Did you? One of the guys from oh, uh, from sorry, House. Sorry, guys. Hold on one second. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the guys from uh, from House of Black. I forgot his name. Uh, I think oh, uh, Brody King. Yep. Said uh, he was joking around. He put a tweet out, and it was um, Edge and. Oh, Edge I saw and, that. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> when you order House rate, of Black on Wish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> House of Black on Wish. And people got all over him, and it, 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 people have no sense of humor anymore. Oh my god, it was such a great he's joke. Like, he came like, out, he's the like, dude a is joke. a heel. Yeah, like he's supposed to do that. Like, what? Like, <laughs> you're mad at wrestlers, wrestling characters for staying in character. Like, I just exactly. I don't fucking understand it, right? Yeah. It's like people that get mad at MJF when he's in character as MJF. They're like, oh my god, MJF, I love you. It's like, what do you expect? Like, that's that's his whole shtick is that he's always you know on, oh. and he's always a heel. Have you ever seen? Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I still watch a bunch of them on YouTube. MJF at like fan conventions and stuff like that. Yes. When like, little kids will walk up to him. Yup. And <laughs> the kid will be like, "Can I get an autograph?" And he'll be like, "Go oh, fuck yourself." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like it's like oh, it's, it's it's it takes a special person to be able to do that in this day and age because there's so many people who like somebody would be a killjoy out there. And, and get offended by it. And next thing you know, it would end and he'd be Mr. Smiley kissing puppies and babies on uh, every Wednesday night and ruin his character. The, the, but he doesn't give the, a shit. He wants to be yeah. a heel. He's fine with it. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing with it is, like, he has to always be a heel. Yeah. Like, he has to always do that, like, anytime he meets someone in public. Because the moment he doesn't, <laughs> then it's just like, well, why didn't you do that here? But every single exactly. time he does it and he's an asshole, if he's always an asshole, then it's like, okay, well, he's a character like doing character things like you should expect to know this like it's if you look at any of his history this is like who the person is even, you know even his, if you really own... want his autograph you should maybe learn more about the person you're trying to get an autograph exactly from, right? yeah even you his know? parents i think it's great how even his parents play into it because they know he's trying to be oh you know, my like, god yeah like his mom would just be like i'm sorry for my son or, or like i yeah. said a and couple weeks ago like... yeah. had, uh, there's a picture of um last time his parents went to a live event and they put a, a made a um a sign and had a picture of yeah. him as a baby, and it was said the last time her son wasn't an asshole. 
<laughs> just like they do shows that all the time, and they just play into it, and it, it's perfect. It's so good. It is really perfect. He is such a good heel. Oh, and by the way, I know it's, it's part of a storyline, but if he ever does become a free agent, he's going to make a lot of money going to WWE. That's for sure. If Tony Khan ever is dumb enough to not keep him and let him go. I would but. say if Tony Khan doesn't have the money, but the dude's a billionaire, like he should oh, yeah. have the money. Dad, to, can I borrow some money? MJF. Yeah. I want to keep my friends around. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, M- MJF, I think his contract is up in like two years. Um, but at that time it'd be very interesting because I think they would make a big push for him for WWE. Well, Apparently, well, there WWE was, would make a big push for trying yeah. to get him. Apparently, there was a bit of a, uh, an issue between... I don't know whether this is a work or if this is legitimate or not. It sounded right. kind of legitimate between he and Tony Khan. It's so hard to tell, though, because he's always in character. Yeah, but I guess because um, like so many people came in afterwards to the company that mm-hmm. are making a lot more than him. He's, mm. one, he's been one of the guys carrying it. Mm-hmm. he's the top heel. I'm not care what he says. He's the best heel in that company. And... I'd say he's the best heel in wrestling right now. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, I I, I don't think I would limit it to, to the company. I don't think of that there's a heel in WWE. No. no. I'm not really totally, like, you know, on par with everything in, um, like, New Japan, but, like, of, like, the top tier of, like, professional wrestling. For the kind of things MJF does, there's nobody better. And, and... You know, it's, it's like I said, he'd mentioned WWE in a couple of storylines and like he has Bruce Pritchard's phone number and all that stuff. So it could mm-hmm. all be a work, but like when you hear about that, it's like, you know, Punk's making seven figures, you know, Daniels is making seven figures. I mean, I don't know, but you'd have to think. And if he's not making even part of that and he's the guy who's going to be carrying them through or, or, you know, the heel side of the main event for years to come, he's gonna rightfully want a little bit more than he's making so right i'm sure i'm sure tony kind of gonna win his shape can make that work absolutely and and i i i'd like to see him stay in aew because he feels very good in aew yeah right like he feels like he's right at that edge of almost too charactery without going over it Right. Like he hasn't fully gotten to like the level of like WWE type character. Um, that he and, still sort of fits with what they're doing, but like is like the line. Right. right like don't right. go past the MJF line of like a, being a kooky character. And the thing is, too, is uh, like MJF is top of his game. Like we just said, I don't think if he goes to WWE, anything changes for the positive. Uh, I think the best changes are the guys who are really good, but aren't quite given the attention or focus they deserve. Like when Chris Jericho came from WCW to WWE, a lot of people knew how good he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence that massive pop when he first came out when The Rock was doing the promo, which I, I still mm-hmm. watch that. To, that's my favorite debut ever. That was awesome. Uh, that was like, one. oh, so good. The pop was amazing. And you had two guys who were so good at promos, like, you know, battling it out. And, Jericho was great, and to the people who liked him, he was top of his game, but he didn't quite get the exposure that he did when he came to WWE, and they were able to tap that little extra in him that made him what he is today. And obviously, he had it the whole time, but they were able to tap that. Same with Cody, kind of. Like, he didn't have the success he wanted to do last time, 
did his own thing, and then came back on his own terms. But now there's people who saw him before who just saw him the other day and were like, oh, wow, this bringing him in here and elevating him to this level puts so many more eyeballs on him. I don't think that would help MJF. I think it's really bad when the best of a company goes to another company because they're never what you expect when they get to the other company. The best ones are the kind of under underneath guys, just underneath, who need a little bit extra, and then they switch and they get it, and then they're better than ever. That's what I like to see. So we'll see what happens. But I agree with you. I think I think he'd be way better off in AEW long term. Mm-hmm. I I I think, and just this is again. I mean, because we're not, none of us are in either of the companies, so we don't know how no, it is no. like backstage yeah. at all. But from what I have read and heard and the general impression that I get is that it is a lot more freewheeling with um, AEW. Like you can sort of do, like you guys determine how you want things run, right? seems more democratic with seniority type vibe. Um, whereas WWE is, this is the McMahon's like family storybook. Yeah you're lucky enough to like be part of the ride you fit into this or go away right exactly you know what i mean like like vince is the kid that's like playing with like his action figures like in the schoolyard and other kids want to come and play with him and like that's fine because he loves it because it makes it better for playing but at the end of the day it's his toys like they're his toys like it's his storyline it's his family shit like he's trying he can rename those toys whatever the fuck he wants (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly yes um, G.I. Joe, so, you're now Trooper Mike. Oh my god, General Rection. General Rection. <laughs> um, yeah, I forget where I was going, but Vince's um, Blitz's playground can do whatever Tony's he wants. Yeah. No, we got oh, it. yeah, 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 yeah. Point. yeah. yeah. Um, and like in some, in some regards, that's awesome, and in other regards, you know, like, like both systems have, have great things to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and one, you know, the WWE is the WWE, right? Um, AEW can be as good as it wants. It's never going to have WrestleMania. You know, it, it, it WrestleMania is WrestleMania, right? Like, it's something important about that. Um, and, yeah. I, you know, I know a lot of guys are, are, or at least it seems, are real happy at AEW. Um, but I got to imagine for a lot of people, growing up as wrestling fans you know you don't just you don't you aren't just like a wrestler just like out of the blue right like you're a fan of wrestling because it requires a lot of like knowing how certain things work like if i'm going to be a heel i need to know how other heels have done it right if i'm going to be a face and you know how others have done it right if i'm going to you know do anything in the ring i need to know if i'm copying or paying homage or like how do i pace everything properly and like watching all the previous stuff really helps with that and obviously like everyone has just had like a passion for it since like being a kid otherwise they wouldn't be fucking wrestlers right you don't just like determine like hey you know what i'm gonna like just jump in a ring one day and be like who the fuck is hulk hogan that's how um, with, that's how you end up with goldberg right right so i think like no matter what like you'd be like okay we can give you anything you want to to wrestle at this company you know at WCW or AEW or, you know, New Japan or fucking anywhere. 
but it's not WrestleMania. Yeah. Right. Like if you have a match at WrestleMania, like that's a pretty big deal. And I, I, I have to imagine like that thought weighs pretty heavy on some people's minds. Um, the other thing, like, and, and this is like specifically like talking about like the Cody, I guess, transfer because Cody went from <laughs> AEW to WWE. Um, so six years ago, right? Six years ago. Yes. Six years ago, 2016 was the last time that WrestleMania was in Dallas, Texas. Do you know who was in the opening match? Stardust. Cody Rhodes, ladder match, Intercontinental title. Yes, he was Stardust. Do you know who else was in that match? Sin Cara and Sami Zayn. Sin Cara, Sin Cara, Sami Zayn, I want to say Miz, Kevin Owens. Dolph Ziggler, Kevin Owens, and the winner, Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder. Yep, yep. So let me ask you this question. If you're an AEW person right now, and you look... And you say, or your WWE, actually, this is a better example of WWE. And you look at that and you say, okay, well, this is how big the rest of the people from this match have gotten, right? Cody left and then came back and got a bigger pop than anyone on this list. Yep. So maybe for a lot of these like mid-carters or droppers, it might be better for me to leave. And you look at that the flip side and you look at some of the people in AEW and you're like, well, if I got a much bigger pop than Cody, like I was always way, way, way more over than Cody was, which is most of the people in AEW right now, or at least any of like, you know, like the top people competing, right? Like, right. Um, what happens if I go to WWE? So I think it like leads a lot for, for people to think about. And it, it, I, I hope, I hope over the next few years, it becomes very interesting. And we see stuff like, like we've seen in this last football off season where it's just like people's contracts go up and like, you know, things go fucking crazy. Uh, that would be, that would be exciting. And it, uh, you know, that'd be really good for wrestling as a whole, I think, because the more, mm -hmm. the more competition there is and, and, I'm really glad. This is the reason I'm so glad too. On top of the fact it was entertaining that this Cody thing worked out the way it did. Who knows where it's gonna go? They may screw it up, but supposedly there's fail saves in his contract that he was very particular on that'll make sure that doesn't happen. We'll see. But if they messed this up and it wasn't good, there's there's no more. The whole underlying battle between the two companies is done. It just now it's whatever style you want to portray most. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, hey, you can come from there. We're going to do it right. We're mm -hmm. going to do good by you. Cody went from being booed out of Daly's place because uh, he wouldn't turn heel to being showered with praise by 80,000 people at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. uh, that kept everything open. Mm -hmm. Every Every thought, every... Oh, I'm not doing it here. I can do it here. I'm not doing it there. I can do it here. I can go back and forth. I can do what's best for my career. That makes everything so much more interesting because it, it's not going to limit both companies to, I want to do it this way or I'm going to do it that way. And that's going to depend on where I am. It's, I can make this work no matter where I am. What's best for me now. Right. Which is just best for wrestling in general and fans. Mm -hmm. So that's, 
I'm very impressed and beyond happy that it worked out the way it did because I, I man, I love wrestling and I always have. And I, I remember my earliest memories of watching anything on TV are from a little, a little, little kid, two, three years old, watching wrestling on Saturday mornings. And it's been really hard to watch over the last couple of years on a consistent basis. <laughs> as much as I enjoy watching it, yeah. as much as I enjoy watching the uh, premium live events with you guys and, and, and discussing it, there's a lot of days I, I I can't watch three hours of Raw on Monday. I go through and I look at the highlights. Now, when you're like, did you watch it? I'm like, no, nah, I saw the highlights. No, you can spoil it. That's fine. Go right ahead. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I'm not going to watch. I'm, I'm just not going to put that much time into something that's going to disappoint me in the long run. Yeah. It's, it's, if we were not, you know, doing this podcast uh, on a mostly weekly basis. Um, I don't think I would like put really much any time into WWE, um, outside of like maybe like the Rumble and Mania, yeah, or unless like I heard like crazy fucking news, right? Like, unless it was just like, oh my god, like Bray Wyatt's back, right? Um, AEW, yeah, I'd probably still watch because it's just like good quality. <laughs> And it, like, it's, I've said it before, it's not insulting as a fan. Not everything is for yeah. everyone, but you can, there's something for everyone. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't turn off AEW and go, what is the thing I am, five years old? Like, come right. on. Like, there's certain segments, not for me. I can go do something else. I can have a bathroom break. I can go outside. I can watch a dog. I can do whatever and come mm-hmm. back and watch the rest of it. Or, you know, fast forward if it's on demand. And I don't feel like my my intelligence as a fan have been insulted. Uh, yeah. WWE, a lot of times, you, you watch on a weekly basis, and it's like, well, this is the same match and some variation or another we've seen for the last five weeks. Mm-hmm. And then we, we're supposed to be excited about seeing the same thing at the pay-per-view coming up. Right. How like how do the people making this much money to 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 book this and write these storylines think that this this is the best they can do? It's insulting, and it's. I'm not going to waste my time. I'll look at the highlights, and I'll watch the big events, and hopefully, hopefully, if this past WrestleMania is any indication, they're starting to kind of figure it out a little bit, that they have right. to do better, and hopefully it will be better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, it felt like, especially after Mania, like, it felt like Mania was very thought out. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was very, like, structured. It felt like it was organized. Like, it felt like... Uh, the storylines leading up to and like the matches themselves and then everything like trailing off from the matches storyline wise felt coherent and like thought out. Um, it felt like everything before that was just like filler, right? Like I was saying a little earlier, like it felt like, cause it just seemed off. It just seemed like matches would go and happen and then nothing would be resolved of it. Um and so it felt like they were just trying to fill time until they got to this one event, and then it was like a soft reset. Okay, now we can continue with where we want to go because all these things have started to happen, right? Totally. Um, you know, like now we have, you know, we want to make Edge heal, so now we have him heal because he had his match against AJ, and so now we have that going forward. So we've got Brood 2.0, and, and now we've got Cody in, so now we can have someone, you know, compete for the Universal Championship, and we can actually drop it because guess what? It's no one that's been in the company before, so there's not, or not, you know, no one's been in the company for fucking six years, right? So it's like 
they haven't been here for a while. So it makes sense. Like we can drop it to someone that isn't here because there's no, well, they didn't beat Roman before. Right. Well, they haven't wrestled Roman before, right? This or is... Or at least, you know, not main event. I don't know. They probably have, but... This is the first uh, event of WWE in a long time I've watched where it felt like the people putting it together gave a damn that the fans went home happy. Yeah. That the fans enjoyed it. Like, it wasn't... It, they didn't write it, so Vince didn't yell at him. They wrote it so the people attending and watching would be like, damn, that was good. And I haven't felt that way watching in a long, long time. And I did with this WrestleMania. So like I said, hopefully there goes the right. cat again. The categories. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they felt like they felt like school projects that got done because it was the due date that came. Not because there was a lot of good work that was put into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was right. like you got the introductory like paragraph. And then you got like two sentences for the next paragraph. And then you're like, well, I might as well turn in something, you know? And that's what the past few like pay-per-view premium events have, have sort of felt like is just sort of like slapped together. Like the car is falling apart on its way to the mechanic. They wrote the, they wrote the script on a napkin at Waffle House at dinner before the right. show. And they yeah. showed up 10 minutes before airtime. We're like, here, Vince, there's this. Yeah, exactly. Like, Roman, surprise, pal, you're not good, dropping it this time. Good shit, pal. Let's do it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm always hopeful because I, I think that like AEW, I think I've said this before too, that AEW and WWE can like coexist within the same wrestling space. Like AEW can be like the more like, I don't want to say like hardcore, but like just the more like pure wrestling like program. Mm-hmm. Like this is about, you, you just want to watch the wrestling. Like the promo pieces are there for being the promo and they're good, but it's about the wrestling right? Like it's about like the in-ring activities and WWE has that, like we've built ourselves upon like legends and storylines and all of these like big production and they still have legends and they still have great production. It's just the storylines have not been amazing, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think if they get that under control and, you know, obviously you don't have to do everything the fans want. Otherwise it'll just get boring eventually. Um, But at least give them something. Yes. Yes. Give them, give them what they need at the right moment. Right. Right. All this talk about Cody would be remiss if we did not mention how good that Bianca Belair Becky Lynch match was. Oh my God. That was that match was of the night. Such a that great... was the second yeah. best match on the whole card both nights. Um that was that was it until until you know Cody and Seth was next, and then it was like, God, that's still the show too. Holy cow. I don't know. And that's that's going? really all you asked for. Two it was or three very solid good. matches and the rest just not they were back joke. to back, right? Yeah. 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 That was a great back to back. They didn't advance Bianca, right? That story on Raw. I don't think they did. They didn't do anything um, with this best Raw. No, she came out. I don't remember them doing it. She came out and, she, and basically, like, promoed. you know, yeah, and just said, like, this is mine now. Like, you're going to have to come and take <laughs> type type promo. But no one did, uh, right? No one. No, no one came out because she revealed that, you know, she had a massive fucking black eye from actually getting kicked in the face. So I don't think she's probably like cleared to have anyone come out and like try and challenge her in like any legitimate fashion. So that'll probably happen next week or the week after maybe. I I, I put this in the text. Yeah. Um, If I could fantasy book this, I would have Becky Lynch come out and say, I want my rematch or however the fuck bro, she says it. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then Bianca's like, "Uh," and then she goes, girl, uh, uh, you got to go to the back of the line. Because you know that's what Becky said to her, and then 
Adam mm-hmm. Pierce comes out because everyone respects him. And then <laughs> and then he comes out and, and then he goes like, we'll no, have. We're, gonna have, we're gonna have a fatal four way. And here's your first person. And it's Asuka. And Asuka comes out. Yeah. And then everyone's like, holy shit, Asuka. She had a motorcycle? What was that? Then, what was that? Was that Asuka's music? Yep. And then <laughs> number two, they're it's gonna like do such Cage. a banger of a song. <laughs> Page. Adam and Page. Everyone's oh, Page. like, "Holy fuck!" Here's Adam, Page. Adam Page. And then like they're Adam like, Page. "Wow, who else could it be?" And then they're like, "Oh, who else would it be?" And then I go, dun, dun, dun. and then they say, "No, wait, no, we don't do that music anymore." And then they do Seth Rollins' old music, which is really Bailey's new music. And then Mean <laughs> Bailey comes out with her haircut. And then the fourth one was fuck me. Who was the fourth one? Alexa Bliss. Oh yeah, because she's gonna win. <laughs> How right, did I, I was forget like, my favorite one? How did you, I was like, how did you forget and that And then one? Alexa Bliss comes out let me, in let me find regular the old Alexa Bliss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a regular old Alexa Bliss. And then they have a Fatal 4-Way, and it's four returns at once, and that yep. would be baller. But yeah, I just read Alexa Bliss, Bliss Alexa isn't Bliss. wrestling for, yeah. Yeah, Alexa she's Bliss, Bailey, for, Oscar, uh, and Paige. Yeah, she's out she's for out? planning a wedding, so poor. Um, she's getting married this weekend. What? I just whore hypothetically because I want her to be wrestling and not, you know, worrying about her personal life and give her ass back on screen. So let's go. So we can have more gems like her talking to a stuffed doll in the Fiend storyline? Yes. Let her stay as long as possible to come back to something good. The fact that, like, okay, so that, God fucking damn it. When Charlotte destroyed, when Charlotte destroyed Lily, it should have done one of two things. Either it should have been. It, it should have done one thing, which is like release the spirit of the fiend or some bullshit mm-hmm. like that. And it should have done either one of two things stemming from that, either bring back Bray Wyatt as the fiend or turn Alexa Bliss into the fiend. One of the two things. I would have been happy or, with uh, either. Or, 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 three, which is it break, breaks Lily and then Alexa Bliss immediately turns back into her old self. Oh, or that. that yeah, exactly. And then cool. we don't go through like where she has to go through therapy or like all that other shit. It was just like a cursed object that got destroyed and now she's Alexa Bliss again. Yeah, I would have been fine with that too. But that's so, not going to happen. Any... Anyway, no. just wish. Anyways. Um, so here's it's what that, I think they're going to do with that kind of thinking that's got us the last couple of years of WrestleMania besides this past one. What? It's what? that kind of storytelling with the, the, like, the convoluted. They don't know whether they're gonna what directions they're gonna go and when it's over with. That's gotten us where we are, with the exception of this past WrestleMania. Right. So here's what I think: they're gonna have Roman. It'll be McIntyre who goes against Roman. Roman retains, and then he you got to figure out a way because he's going back and forth between the shows. And they should make one belt since it's now the WWE Universal Championship. You got to combine the belts to one. You can't keep the- two belts. What? It's the yeah, it's the Ubu. It's the Universal WWE Unified. No, they're, they're they're not going to unify because Roman's not going to have them both long. Whoever Roman's going to have his next major feud with is going to be who cost him one of the titles against Cody. That way, I thought they were unifying them though. I thought they no? was already unified. I like I thought that was the whole thing. I heard, just you know, reading online. I, I was like, obviously, like I said, none of us are involved and know firsthand. Mm-hmm. I've read that they weren't planning yeah. on actually unifying them in like physically into one belt. It was going to stay to kind of like um, when Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda had their three way for right. both the titles a couple years ago. It, triple they, track. Becky, the triple track, yeah. <laughs> Becky, Becky just carried around two. 
carried around two belts and defended yeah, them separately. Two belts. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that's what they were. But I heard they're planning okay. on doing here too. And Cody's gonna have a title run. Whatever happens after that and where he goes after that's a different story. But they're better off to do it within the next couple of months. So, so he can have a couple smaller feuds and then end up facing Roman, win the Raw title or Universal title from him, or whatever one's on Raw, WWE title. That way, after he wins, they're on separate shows. They don't face each other again. He's away from him, and whoever kind of interferes because they're not going to. No one's going to beat Roman clean. It's not. It can't happen. He's too strong. He's like God mode. Like it can't happen in story. And, and that's the way, that's the power level they've put him on. And it would it would yeah. not make sense for Cody to come in and have. Not a struggle of a match, but that was a long match against against Seth Rollins. Um, how long was it? Uh, it was 21 minutes of a match. But he right? beat Rollins clean. So for clean. him to go 21 minutes, I know, he, he beat Rollins clean. But it's not like, okay, if you're going to go 21 minutes against Rollins, like how are you going to be expected to beat Reigns? No, because Rollins, Reigns had never beat Rollins. That's true. He he DQ'd finish. That's right. That's right. That's, that's right. the whole that's the whole thing. Whenever they mm. face is that you've never beat me. Now if Cody can go. I beat the guy clean in a bigger show of the year yeah, that yeah, you yeah. couldn't beat. Right. That's and I don't think it shouldn't be so, the next feud. It should be a few months away. It shouldn't be next. But. What I would what I would do with it because one of the things and it was off about the Reigns and Lesnar match. Besides the fact that you know it's hard for them to have a good match anymore because it's just six total moves. Yeah. Um. And we've seen every combination of them. Um, is that it looked like um, the Kamara lock got Reigns kind of actually fucked up. Like he was complaining about a shoulder, and I saw some pictures, and it looked like his tricep was like ripped off yeah. like the fucking bone. Like it looked uh -huh. like he actually has an injury. And then, you know, I rewatched, and you can see like when he's trying to hold up both belts, like his left hand does not go up at the same rate as his right. Like it's much slower, it's lower. Um, so he might actually legitimately be injured for a few months. And so if that's the case, I would actually look at that as a blessing because then you don't have Roman Reigns involved in like the, the Cody equation. So you mm -hmm. can kind of have like an open air sort of play of everyone there. And what I would do is because if, if Roman's going to be injured, you have like a um, tribal chief, like interim universal championship tournament. And so then you have Cody, you know, you have like a big tournament. You open it up to like Thanks. 32 fucking people and you build the tournament out. What? And then you have like the quarters. Oh, oh, back, stop you have like the quarterfinals and the semifinals and the finals on like three consecutive like pay-per-views. So you do this like over months, right? Oh. What, what just happened there? in the Greenwood household? Oh, you got Tootsie Rolls. Oh, okay. I just got thrown Tootsie Rolls. Oh, nice. Sorry, that's the carbs portion of the video. <laughs> I'm like, what is really going on over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have like a, a tournament. Oh, yeah. You have like a tournament for Cody to get the Universal title. Mm -hmm. And so that way he has it, he gets it, but he never actually beat Roman for it. So then you can have months later, right? Or, you know, as soon as like he wins it, then you can have him like defend it for a few months until Roman comes back. And then, you know, he has the Uso step in and, you know, they beat him and then, you know, and then it's taken off Cody and put back on Roman because he's back and he has to have it. And then you can have Cody take it clean after we've seen a good body of work of Cody, like, you know, clearing house, basically. And that'll last you, you know, to basically last till the Rumble. And then you can maybe get another guy from um, AEW or somewhere mm -hmm. else to come in for Mania to take it off of Cody. 
because you can't have someone else take it off the guy that came in otherwise it's just like okay i'll go to the, your company but i'll you know i'll be champion for a day basically because as soon as i go in it's going to come off me and go to someone else in house right so here, here i like it here's to i'm going to revise it yeah um so we're going to have cody get the title fine yeah he's that getting it month. no matter what he's getting it right, right? like he's that's that's it. happening it has to otherwise wwe is shooting themselves in the foot then money in the bank somehow roman wins the money in the bank mm. all right but then he goes away for a while so it's like one of those things where brock won it it's like he's not very involved you know he clears everyone out he wins it but then he goes away for months and the the, the briefcase is gone then roman wins the rumble all right mm. so now he has both money in the bank and the rumble and so now it's this big setup and they go to mania and you have cody and roman at mania Cody beats Roman clean for the Rumble match, but then Roman tries to cash in, and Cody beats him again, and then that just cements Cody, and then moves Roman Ooh. on to the other show or something like. Like Ooh. I want to see like, I, and maybe it's not Cody Roman, but I want to see that story play out where someone has both the Royal Rumble win and the Money in the Bank, and they lose both of them on the same day. That would be fucking. That would awesome. be awesome. That'd be different. I haven't seen that before either. That'd be different. Yeah. No, I'm just saying you're running out of things to yeah. do. You don't want to rehash shit that they keep doing 30 years ago, which is what they what they like to do. So it's like, that's good. That's really good. Yeah, that <laughs> so, would be so fucking. That's good. not happening. It hurts because no, I know it'll never happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys want to go to top five? What, I think what would be better up, than yeah. that? What would be better than that is if um, Roman goes to cash it in, and he's not the one that has it. It's a fake money in the bank. And either Jimmy or Jay has the real one, and they pull a Seth Rollins and come <laughs> running down. No, see, by that point, like, <laughs> G- like, listen, we've had months without an Uso getting a DUI, so we're due. So oh, it's like okay. something's gonna happen there because they've each gotten one in the last couple of years. It's like they're due to do something stupid outside of outside while Roman is rehabbing. So it's like it's gonna be like NWO and WWE. It's like it's going well, going well. Oh fuck, Triple H Taurus Quad. Oh fuck uh scott hall's drunk again oh fuck this is done so it's like right well, that's why they did the whole bloodline storyline so because they the usos need a ride to work because their licenses are suspended so roman just gives them, they just carpool in with roman and they're good like carrying bags for roman uh do you ever watch the the, the rap battle between the usos and the new day alex oh, i have man. not so good Homework. is it the is it the actual or is it like no it's it's on it's on smackdown okay Wale is the it's the host of it, but it's still like it's some it's some funny shit on. No, 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 but I mean like it's it's like the actual like it is the actual like Usos and the New Day. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not like going back and forth. Usos like okay. Oh no, 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 no. no, It's it's actually them. Yeah, great, fantastic. And then like like I I think the Usos delivered the most. The the Usos delivered the 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 best one. I won't ruin it, but. That one, the the killer line was delivered by the Usos in that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so so yeah. so good. Did you did so. you guys get did you guys hear Max Casters this week? No, he's he's good. He's good though, man. So fucking oh, good, man. Good. I'm I'm he's growing on me a lot. Yeah. So he went up against um this week. You guys care about spoilers? No, good. Okay. Spoilers. Fuck it. Uh, Samoa Joe. Um, and so he had some great fucking lines on Samoa Joe. Um I don't want to try and like make his words sound awful. So you guys just go check it out. 
because it was it was on great YouTube, yeah. and like the whole time like they kept cutting like back to samoa joe and like every line he's like mm, yeah you know yeah that's 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 a fair like yeah i am injury prone you're right <laughs> samoa joe um, self-aware one of the best promos it was so good that was that was that was a great a great way to introduce samoa joe i'll say that too i want to see i don't care whether they're on the same team or against each other Eddie Kingston and Samoa Joe in the same program because the two of those guys are with the gruff voice and the way they carry, uh, just the way they speak, the two most believable promos in wrestling, hands down. At least North America. I don't know about really. I'm Japan, really but. loving, really loving <clears throat> the current like Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho, Jericho Appreciation Society yeah. feud. I love the whole playing into the. We're not wrestlers. We're sports entertainers, uh-huh. and like. They know I was going to crowd to hate that. Yeah. It's just so, so good. I mean, it, it's also Chris Jericho. Like, it's it's hard to find people that are, like, better at, like, continually reinventing themselves mm-hmm. via promo. But So, completely off topic. Like, yeah. completely off topic. <laughs> like, really, really okay, off topic. Okay, okay. Stuart Sink hit a hole in one at the Masters a little while ago, a couple minutes what? ago. What? I'm 16, yeah. Holy How many yards did that? Did it say? Uh, it's where is it? No, it just says it's number sixteen. But he's also shooting plus eight on the day, so he's probably going to miss the cut. Um, but still, he got the eight. That's the first impressive. The tournament, yeah. which I think is fun. Yeah, it's always fun to see. And his kid is caddying for him. It looks like well, that's that cool. I saw. That's pretty cool. But still, it's it's holes in one, especially in the Masters are awesome. So I just that popped up on my phone, so I'm like, no. <laughs> let me watch that real quick. Yeah. So, all right, let's uh, let's transition to top five because we have been going let's for do it. An, uh, at least an hour now, right? So Holy shit! Like, yeah, hour and five minutes. <laughs> so, I went with my five based on memory, like my memories and how it yeah. felt at the time or mm-hmm. spots. Not yep. like I want to go back and watch this match because it was a high quality match. It was more exactly like preference. Yep. It yeah. could have been a spot. It could have been a moment, or it could have been the story, whatever it was. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I wasn't going to go through and like watch all the WrestleManias to be like, okay, I need to like analytically compare every single one of them. It mm-hmm. was like based on which ones do I actually remember? Because if I'm not remembering that this match happened, it doesn't fucking count. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it obviously wasn't that good. You know, there's right. there's certain matches that you're always going to remember because, like you said, like there's an event that like I'm always going to remember. You know. Um, undertaker throwing mankind <laughs> off hell in a cell right like because that was fucking wild yeah oh so, iconic although that was right. a hell in a cell and not mania and this is specifically yeah, mania matches. still though it's, it's, it's a point stands it's a moment yeah, yeah. Well, a moment i wanted to give an forever. example yeah. that didn't like you know right yeah. reveal exactly the I matches think i had jason and i are gonna have well, at least one that's the same 38 or 37 this 38. last one was 38 do you have one on there no, no, no. I was just, I, I'm dumb. Don't even worry about it. Because I'm like, okay. I was trying to throw from my source one. I want to be like how old I was, but I'm like, wait, if it's WrestleMania 38 and I'm 39, I should be able to do this match math. <laughs> That's how I remember. So, however old I am, is however old it was. Yep. Uh, I just wasn't thinking. I'm distracted. If you can't tell. So. Yeah, it's all good. Who's going first? I went first last time. I'll go first this time. All right. Well, I've got some honorable mentions. I'm. I think Chris has some honorable mentions too. I do not. You do not. Okay. So go ahead and do your honorable mention. So I have, so this is the criteria I used. Okay. I looked at like five different points because I'm going to do this shit from now on because 
I don't fucking care. So it was basically the five points I looked at were wrestling, which was like the overall quality of like the wrestling that happened, right? Like, I feel like that's probably the most important piece of the match is like the actual wrestling. Mm-hmm. But then after that, like the pacing. So like how it escalates to the finish and like how it escalates and transitions from like, you know, okay, we're here, we're in the ring. So like, how is it working from getting from the ring to outside the ring to do this one move to get back in the ring, right? Like just the pacing of it. Like, did I feel at any moment, like I want to get out my phone and like, just look at something else for a little bit. Cause this is kind of boring. Um, the buildup, which is like all the pre-match promo work. So like how important or like how good was like the hype up to this match um uh, and then the in-ring storytelling so like does the match not only is it a good match but does it like actually like tell a story by what they're doing right like very minimal communication except for what's happening in ring um does that like tell a story between these these two characters these two wrestlers and then finally the finish like how did it finish was it a worthwhile finish was it like did everything leading up to it from all of the pieces of the promoing to the actual match itself lead up to a finish that was promised and satisfying? Um, and it doesn't need to be uh, like... You went deep, guy. I did. Well, <laughs> I, I feel like I have to. If I want to yeah. pick like my like five, five favorite... No, it's and funny. No, it's good. Be, yeah. So I wanted to like, you know, use that criteria to like lead me. So I'm just going to do... I have three honorable mentions and I wanna, I'll want i just go like boom, 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 one, two, three. Um, and then basically say like why... Because I felt like all of these could have been on my list it's just they were detracted by like a major piece right so like i had um daniel bryan um at wrestlemania 30 and i just had daniel bryan at 30 because he fought triple h and then he had the triple threat against uh batista and orton Mm -hmm. right and then he wins and the pop was fucking insane right like it was amazing watching because it's just it's also daniel bryan um and the first match was good the second match was good and like the whole he's getting carted out and then he stops and he you know runs back and like you know it, it was great except it was two different matches so it was hard for me to say like i can't really put either one of these matches individually above any of these other five that i have it's really the you know the the cumulative total of what happened in both matches separately plus like it was like the height of the yes movement and it really felt like wwe was not going to let it happen like, it really felt like through the entire event that they were going to be like, nah, like, like we're going to have Triple H fuck him up because this is what they do. You know, okay, well, he can't, he can't lose cleanly. So we're going to, you know, give the excuse that he was injured by Triple H, you know, after their match. So now, now there's an excuse as to why he wasn't able to win. You know, he should have if he didn't have to fight Triple H and Triple H didn't injure him, right? And then... So that's that's why that's there. I still thought it was great. I thought it met all the criteria, except it was two separate matches, and I couldn't really like put either one of those individual matches over any of my other five. And then for basically the same reasons, I had Seth Rollins at 31, where he was against Randy Orton at like the beginning, and then he cashed in the Money in the Bank on Lesnar Reigns which had such an amazing fucking finish of him cashing in the money in the bank. And especially because, you know, he fucking had it for months and then he just runs in out of nowhere. And that was also, we've seen Lesnar reigns was being pushed, not in favor of everyone. Right. Cause I think, I think reigns was the face in that one and nobody wanted him as a face. And so to have Rollins come out and like be the winner <laughs> with the money in the bank was yeah. fucking wild. Yep. But again, he didn't really do anything in that match. 
And the match against Orton was it was good, but there wasn't really anything like you know, the finish was amazing about it, right? Yeah. It was it was the whole storyline of like him at that mania that made it great. Um, and then the last one was Triple H Sting at thirty one. Which again, it was such a good, <laughs> it was such a good fucking match. I, you know what? I'll let you guys guess which of my five criteria it failed at. <laughs> uh, it, finish. <laughs> yes, it was yeah. the finish. Uh, Sting should have won that one. Um, it, it's just what should have happened. Um, WWE does not need to like rub in the fact that WCW failed. Like everyone fucking knows that already. Um, but the the pacing on it was so fucking good. Like the escalation of power that happened between Sting and Triple H was just so phenomenally well done. You know, because you're like, oh shit, like like Triple H is on this like fucking back foot here. Like Sting is really giving it to him. And then who shows up? DX shows up, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, you got DX with Triple H against Sting, and then who shows up? Oh my god, it's NWO, right? And then oh my god, who shows up to help Triple H out now? Oh my god, it's fucking Shawn Michaels, right? And it just has this escalation of power. And it's like, oh my God, now, you know, Sting's got his bat, but, you know, Triple H has got the sledgehammer. And it just like builds and builds and builds and builds to Triple H winning. And it was just like, oh, what the fuck? Like, <sighs> very frustrating. <laughs> but the match itself was so good. It was, yeah. It was fun. It was, and the build up to it, like all of the promo shit with it was so fucking good. It's just that finish, man. It was, it was the wrong call. The first, the first downer for me on that one was actually when because they did it. That was was in San Fran or Santa Clara. Yeah, uh, it was when it was in the new when the yeah. Niners Stadium, the new yeah, one. Yeah, and yeah, candlestick. Yeah, well, no, not candlestick. Yes. Well, it was no, during. Uh, it's not called candlestick anymore. It's candlestick. It's not candlestick. Okay, it's candlestick. <laughs> I know, but it's not. Well, it is. The downer for me was a lot when the Undertaker came out. It was. It's really hard to have those entrances that require ambiance in the broad daylight. Yeah, in the broad. Yeah, the yeah, only yeah, down. Yeah. Like Sting had a really cool entrance with like the people banging on the drum and the crows yeah, and all yeah. that. But it's like four in the afternoon, a beautiful sunny California Sunday, and it's like, okay, like there's no, <laughs> there's no anxiety here with this entrance. There's no right. suspense, and it it's not the fault of anybody. Weird. It's like, yeah. what you, nothing you can really do it's, besides. It's, Pull it somewhere else, but it's what happens when you have you know a WrestleMania in the middle of the afternoon, like yeah, in right. California, like yeah, <laughs> you know it was like four so, in the afternoon or three in the afternoon when they started, like. And Al, what, did you do your number five too, or no? I've not done my number five, so my number okay. five, um, because now we're getting to ones that you know meet all these criteria. My number five was, uh, Rock versus Stone Cold WrestleMania seventeen. Stone Cold. I think Stone I think Cold. of of the three that they had at Mania, that was the best Seth of the Fresh. three. Um, and they just had like, to me, it was like okay, each of the three matches that they had was fucking phenomenal. Which was the best one? And to me, this was like the best one. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it was it was so fucking good. Nineteen is a close second, but like you knew that Rock was gonna win that one. Um, cause I'm trying to remember it was the first one went stone cold and then this one went stone cold and then it was rock cause he'd never beaten stone cold. So it was like going to the second one. You're like, Oh, well shit. Like rock might win this one, but he doesn't, <laughs> you know, uh, usually the second one goes to the other person. And then the third yeah. is like, Oh, it's up in the air. But oddly one, enough, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You keep going. So oddly enough, it's stone cold being my, like on my route Rushmore and being like my number one favorite character ever. Like, mm. He's on my honorable mentions. He's not in my top five somehow. So, so mm. that 
before you go, I wrote down, so talking with Chris for the last two years about wrestling, I yeah. wrote down what I thought Chris's top five were. Okay. Of these matches? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I'm going to text oh, it to you, Al, so you so know I'm hyped. not fucking I'm around. I'm so fucking hyped. Yes, do oh, it. So, so I just, I'm like, I'm like, I, I swear to God, though, if you be... write Undertaker okay. first. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't write Undertaker first. Just write it like seven times. Just keep pushing send. <laughs> Your version of Undertaker. I did. I wrote Jericho first. You wrote Jericho. So All right, there we go. Those okay. are the those are the five I think he's going to say. So in the order? Not, 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 no, no, not in that order. I just, just think just in these some five. order, those five he's going to say. So let's see. Chris, honorable mentions, and then number five. Go for it. Um, honorable mentions, real quick, are, and I'm just going to copy and paste Alex's reasoning because I couldn't say it better than he did. That was perfect uh, for why you picked what you picked. You know, finish, storyline, whole nine yards. Uh, impact on you at the time as a fan. Um, number my well, my first honorable mention is WrestleMania 13, Bret Hart and Steve Austin, and the submission match, the du- best double turn ever. It was hard for me not to put this on on the list, but the big one of the big components was how it hit you at the time when you watched it live. Mm. And for whatever reason, this match didn't translate when I watched it live. I appreciated mm. it far more watching it back years later. Yep, uh, for how good it really was. That's but fair. um. That one, and then my other one was from WrestleMania 22. It was Mick Foley and Edge in the quote greatest hardcore match of all time. Uh, very, very Edge has underrated. Been in a lot of greatest of all time. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Very underrated greatest. match. Oh like, wait, was that that was the early 2000s? Was that the 2000 like the the ECW type match? Yeah. Uh, well, it was WrestleMania that 22. They build it as, so right? Would have been yeah, it would have been early early 2000s. Yeah, Something like that. Yeah. 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 22 would have been. Uh, I don't know, 2005, 2006, something like that. Okay. No, earlier, earlier, earlier. No. No. Wait, 22? Wait, I can do the math. You can do I'm the math. You got this. 38. So if it has 22, I got to what? Add a year? Yep. So it's 23. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, five. You're right. Sorry. I, I was, I was like, my math. Fuck off. Anyways, keep going. I... <laughs> <sighs> He's like he's like having a, all right. it's all good. Slowly it's like like decla- like 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 self like uh, self uh, deprivation or uh, <laughs> I'm really good at that. Or yeah. self yeah. Self deprecating like, Self deprecating yeah. responses yeah, yeah. to his own questions. We're not saying a word. He's like, "Oh, fuck you." <laughs> oh yeah, no. Uh, that's my that's my MO, dude. But that was my that was a really really fun match. Um and uh honestly one of the more enjoyable hardcore matches I've ever seen. So, is it the greatest? I don't know, but it was definitely up there. Uh, my actual list. Uh, so are those your honorable mentions? Those honorable mentions, yes. Okay, okay. So now we're going to uh, get to, to Jason's yep. list here. Five <laughs> was from WrestleMania 21. And it was the very first Money in the Bank ladder match that Edge won. Fuck. Um, wow. <laughs> I, See, the last was... one I had on there, I, I had the, I had four. I didn't have... Fuck, okay. I don't think the last one is right now, Al. Okay. <laughs> okay. It was such a different concept. To have not a title hanging above the ring or like a whatever on a pole match, but to have an actual briefcase with a contract in it uh, that could be used for up to a year at any time. Mm. Nobody really had the idea of it, it was going to turn into an opportunistic time like it has turned into. Right. Which Edge did originally the Cena. It was its own pay per view. Yeah. It was literally it was, just an think, event like at the start of Mania. WrestleMania first, to WrestleMania. That was yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. the first three, four, or five years it was around, it was at WrestleMania, then it moved it to its right. own thing. Um, but. It was an awesome match. All star uh, participants, and it really made Edge because he was kind of like a really upper mid card guy. 
mm-hmm. and it really brought him to that next level where you can actually look at him as a top tier guy. Mm. Um, and they it got him, it got him into the feud with Cena, which is one of the better feuds of Cena's career overall and of that generation. Mm. So that was that's number five for me. Sweet. My number five, just because I was a kid, well, 13, and I wanted to gloat because my sister was a huge Bret Hart fan, and I wanted to say fuck off. So I'm going to say Michael's Hart, WrestleMania 12 Iron Man match. Not the greatest match you'll ever see, but the fact that he won in overtime, and I got to do the Shawn Michaels pose as a skinny kid saying, <laughs> <laughs> you suck, <laughs> Bret Hart sucks, and she started crying. That's the real reason. It's because that, that match Christ. made my sister cry, and I thought it was funny. Um, that's why I put it on the list. Got it. So that's where you'd put an honorable mention, unless no. like it makes it that that's high of Jesus Christ. That's almost <laughs> like, it's nope, memory. Really, it's memory. And then, I know, because yeah. I have a very solid memory of that, and I would. And you know what? That beats you know what Chris's number one is probably going to be because that's maybe yeah, fair. Anyway. No, that's because fair. I, I think I, it's a great fucking memory. So I don't, I don't have, a, I don't. That's she's real like fucked up. But yeah, Fuck that's super fucked up. Um, Shawn Michaels, baby, let's go. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, yeah, I don't have any memories of watching <laughs> WrestleMania, um, you know, live except for this past one. <laughs> right. There you go. Well, yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair. So it was all like going back and watching. Basically, all these are all from matches that I've watched within the last like six months, right? So right. Um it's all mostly the same mindset. It's obviously like getting compounded upon itself. The more I see, the more I understand of like how wrestling is. And, you know, obviously like, I think I go back and watch stuff that I watched previously and it changes in how I look at it. Um, But for my number four, I have HBK versus Brazier Ramon on the ladder match. I just think it's like at 10, obviously like that was just such a fucking good ladder match. It's probably the best like like singles ladder match like I've seen. It, it was it was just so good like everything with it like the storytelling like in, in in ring the pacing everything was just so fucking good. And it was before it was like you know we're gonna have twenty thousand ladders everywhere and there's also ladders under you know the like it's just it, it, mm-hmm. it was just no 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 you guys like beat the shit out of each other until you can go up the ladder. It was just. It was just so fucking well done. I, I don't know what else to say about it. There you go. That's I'm sure good. you guys will probably have more when it potentially gets on your lists. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if it's there. We'll see if it's there. We'll I'm see if sure it's, there. it's probably never not uh, there. <laughs> it's not on mine. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, I really but have I know a it's feeling on, it's on Chris. I know it's on Chris. Number, number four for me from WrestleMania 10. Bret Hart versus yeah. Owen Hart. Oh, okay. Glad you're going for a minute there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. There's one right for me. Yep. Check that Um, one off for the good guys. This match was just, I was a 10 year old kid and, and it's just technically story, storyline wise, wrestling wise, promos, the relatability of the storyline. So good. And the match was incredibly outcome was unexpected and it should have led to a much bigger run for Owen than it did, unfortunately for him. But this match itself was, it, it stands up today. It's one of the best matches I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I like it. Mm-hmm. My number four, I picked because it had my favorite spot of all time. Maybe until WrestleMania night two, where I might have a new favorite spot of all time. 
but it's Orton Ooh. beating Rollins at WrestleMania 31 because the curb stomp into the RKO. Curb stomp watch. into the RKO was so fucking good. Yes. That's so oh. I, I, that's how it made my number four. Just that spot alone, I was just I, like, oh my God, watching you again. Now, I, I might have to replace it. <laughs> I might have to replace wow. it with Riddle jumping and doing that RKO off that- the top rope. That, yeah, was, that was really good. Yeah. So that it's was, so, yeah. so unexpected. It's so funny that you oh, say that. Fuck. I guess maybe not funny because because you weren't watching with us on night two. But when no. we were watching on night two, as he did that RKO, I, was, I I said that's probably the best RKO I've seen outside of Orton yep. like like countering the um the stomp, the curb, curb stomp, stomp yeah. from from Rollins. <laughs> Look, I, I, I was, it, that was such a fucking good because I was I was shocked when it happened because yeah. you're not expecting that to happen at the curb stomp. It just didn't right. work, and then he's you know 13 feet in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm but not the riddle f- one was so good. I'm not a riddle fan just because of his storyline. That's not a secret. Yeah. He knows that, or uh, his just his character. Randy, damn, he's good though. He's really good. If they gave him a less annoying storyline, I think he'd be a much bigger star. Make him a fucking heel, guy. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I know. No, I, later. I've been saying it. I wish they would just like they'd continue like the the Mizdow, but with Riddle, and just have Middles Riddle slowly turn into Randy Orton, and then Riddle become heel and Randy Orton against Randy Orton. Just shave his head, come Save on, dress like him. Slam. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Number three. Number three. Wait, that's the other list. Okay, number three. This was probably so. I think this was from the first WrestleMania I ever watched, which was twenty-eight. Do you want to guess what match it was? Is it? And it was the first match where I was like, "This is fucking bonkers," and it's the one that has just stuck with me. It's basically it's the only one that I really have like a memory of. Is it the hell? That's like huge, right? What's that? The hell in a cell between Triple H and Taker. It is Undertaker versus Triple H, Hell in a Cell. I thought it was so fucking good because, like, the storytelling, the pacing. I didn't even know that there were, you know, the Shawn Michaels and the other Undertaker previously to this is, like, one, like, full encapsulated, like, full parts story, basically. And then, you know, finding that out makes it so much better. But I just thought, like, the ending to it where you have, you know, Triple H coming out and he does, like, the crotch chop and... It, you know, just still like, I'm going to die on my sword type mentality. Like, I'm not winning this, but I'm not losing either type. It, yeah. it was just so fucking good. And obviously, you know, Undertaker didn't lose, um, which is always a good way of having an Undertaker match go at WrestleMania. Um, and besides that, it was Hell in a Cell, WrestleMania, Triple H, Undertaker. Just so fucking good. Like, just so many great spots. Just so much, just like absolute, like, barbarity between these two like absolute pillars of especially at the time wwe that it just was phenomenal funny thing is for that match when i watched it live i didn't actually care for it that much it's another one mm. of those for whatever reason i think i think my expectation was so high at the time for wrestlemania that right. nothing was really and then when i went back and watched it afterwards i was like god that is way better than i remember that is mm. really good yeah all right number so three. My three number three Wait, hold on let me check my list let me check my list all right. Okay. Got my list. All right, we good. Number yeah, yeah. three for me from WrestleMania 24, Shawn Michaels against Ric Flair. Is that on there? Yeah. Yeah. The first one on there. I talk about I talk about these Flair matches all the time, HBK. so it's good. She's paying attention. That's good. <laughs> I mean, 
<coughs> it's Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. Ric Flair looked 20 years younger than he had in, in, in a long, long time, in probably 20 years in that match. Uh, the storyline leading up to it was really good. Uh, the forced retirement thing was kind of weird, but they did it really well. I thought it was going to be lame when it first started, and then when it came all the way to WrestleMania and against Michaels, it made sense. It was a great match. Uh, you knew what was going to happen anyways, but it was so good that you kind of got lost while watching it and were like, wait a minute, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Mm. Maybe they are going to pull a fast one and Flair's going to keep going. Uh, but it, top to bottom, start to finish, it was damn near perfect. Uh, we already talked. We talked about our number, my number three earlier. Um, not during this segment, though. Oh. The lead up to this was so good. Kevin Owens is your Intercontinental Champion, and he's looking for opponents. And you already have these big people who are lined up: Ziggler, Miz, and Sami Zayn. And he goes, "Here are the three people who are worthy of 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 uh, challenging for my Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania." Right. And he calls out. Zack Ryder, mm-hmm. Sin Cara, and Stardust, all these low-level, low, yep. low-mid-carters. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into the seven-way match, which was a good match. And then you had Miz match. at the up. Yeah, and then you had Miz on the top of the ladder about to win it. Then Ryder comes out of nowhere and knocks him off and wins the title for one night. But still, that, I thought the buildup That cool. match had great yeah. pacing. Because a lot of times when you have, like, so many people, especially, like, the lower mid-card, like, you know, appetizer matches like that pacing gets off and it just like mm-hmm. turned into a shit show at the end but that one was really good yeah and cody was over <laughs> as stardust brought, which was fucking he brought wild because the, the, he the, uh, polka dot ladder yeah he brought out the ladder the yeah all right number two who does number two work for number two <sighs> number two to me has the absolute best finish uh that that keeps both wrestlers like at the top, which was Hart v. Austin, 13. Uh. I thought the ending to that match was the perfect ending to a wrestling match where both of them do not look like like schlubs for losing. Like, no one was a loser in that match, right? Because Bret Hart won because he won via submission. But he didn't really, like, win via submission because Stone Cold never tapped out. He just passed the fuck out. Like, he just sat there through the pain and just looked like a total fucking badass. And so it just put both of them over, and it was both, you know, just a double turn. And it was just, it was such a fucking good match, especially for a submission match, which can be kind of just, you know, you just sit there and watch people, like, in awkward hugs for, (laughs) you know, multiple seconds just, like, laying there. And it's just, like, sometimes it can be good. But I, I just thought, like, the finish to it was just so fucking perfect. And okay. besides that, the match itself was just, I mean, just really fucking good. Yeah. All right. I think let's I got see. top two. I'm, I'm certain on your top one. But let's see. If, I you? think it's okay. the third one on the list here, Al. You think this next one is the third one on the list? Yeah, why don't, why don't you tell me? Because I'm I'm going to go the second no. one on the list. I'm going to go the second no, no, one no. on the list. No, okay. oh, come on, Chris. Come on. This is fun for us. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, number two for me from a WrestleMania 17, the tables, ladders, and chairs match between Fuck. the Hardys, Dudleys, <laughs> and Edge and Christian. Right, I'm going good. three for five, though. I'm okay. Yeah. It was in the heart of the Attitude Era. I was 17 years old. I was dying for something different, like a lot of fans that age were. And it was 
just something like, nowadays you see it every Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. You can't turn on a wrestling show without seeing nine guys go through a table. Uh, but back then, this whole concept was like we'd seen the ladder match before, which was great, mm-hmm. but it's elevated into just something way different. And from the Jeff Hardy ladder spots off like that twenty foot ladder in the IOA to going through the four tables off the ladder in the ring, it was there was just yeah. an incredible match. I had never seen anything like it. And at that point in my life, like that, like the nostalgia I have for that match sitting there watching that with like all my cousins on WrestleMania Sunday was mm. just like, it was like a holiday. It was, it was incredible. We're all just like jumping out of our seats every, every time they did a move. It was nuts. Mm-hmm. Nice. Jason, oh, it it's yours. Uh, my two. number two is WrestleMania 35. Kofi Kingston beats Daniel Bryan. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yes. Yes. Just, just the Kofi mania and what yep. they did to build it up was The so, build so up good. for that was so fucking good. Like all these like was, trials he yeah. had to go through. Yep. Oh, it was perfect. So fucking good. Yeah. So good. So, and then the, the payoff, you got the payoff, mm-hmm. clean finish, you know, good stuff. That's all I'm yeah. going to say about it. It was good. I'm, now I'm it. remembering all these other fucking yeah, good same matches. Here. That was a but problem. The thing I, was is having... I didn't remember them when I was coming up with it. So, all right. All right. Hey, do we want to get? Do we want to guess each other's number ones? Sure. Why don't you try and guess get, my I, num- guess my number one? I I already have my guess for you, Al. But I want right. to see what Chris says first. Okay. I'm interested to see what you're gonna say. Number one. I did. I did earlier say it was Cena Undertaker. It is oh, not Cena did. Undertaker. I want to be incredibly I'm gonna, fucking clear. I'm gonna <laughs> guess uh, HBK and Undertaker from 25. It is fucking HBK. A. That's exactly what I was going to say. From WrestleMania the same fucking 25. thing I was going to say. And that's what I thought your number two was, Chris. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that was that, oh, that was so good. But yeah, no, I actually, at the time, I actually wasn't watching very often. And I didn't see that till like six months after it happened. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw it multiple so. years after it happened. Damn. And exactly. it, is, it is the best match I've ever seen from WWE. From front to fucking back, it's so good. It's two absolute legends. It's, you know, this pinnacle of of what wrestling is. It was yep. it was the main event, right? And just just the everything, the build up to it, the fucking entrances, how you have Shawn Michaels and all white coming like down, like being lowered, yep. you have fucking Undertaker all black being brought up, like just like the dynamic of of both the wrestlers. It was so fucking good so many amazing like false finishes like i man that, <laughs> i i watch it back and it's just it's just so fucking good that's about the time they started doing either a, a elongated break from the second to last match to the last match or like a popcorn match in between where where they could kind of like mm. break the tension and come back for it because if you if you ever seen interviews with like triple h he'll say that him and orton were standing in back watching that match as it was happening knowing that they had to go out for the main event still and triple h turned into him and going it doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't right. matter what we do. It's not going to top that. We're screwed. We got to so fucking good. <laughs> doesn't doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I just I think it's a perfect match. I I don't have anything else better to say about it. <laughs> All right, what's my number one? Uh it's 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 Michael's it's Michael's razor <laughs> on <laughs> yes, the ladder yeah. match. Hundred percent, hundred percent, easily. <laughs> There's not a single match I've ever seen at WrestleMania that that, uh, that hit me the way that one did. It was incredible. Two so fucking good, awesome, awesome performers, and a brand new. Like they've done ladder matches before, like 
you know, house shows and stuff. But like the first time it's been really advertised, two talented guys, uh, uh, right. uh, 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 a, a definitive um, thing that they're, they're fighting for great storyline and great finish, great match. One ladder, mm-hmm. not like you said, Alex, before not 40 ladders. And right. if, Oh, this one doesn't work. You can climb this one. That's higher. And you can jump from this one to that one. Yeah. That stuff's so cool and fun. But just the one ladder made this matter so much more. And it didn't make it cluttered, and it didn't take away from the match. Right. Uh, and I, I could sit down and watch that right now and uh, it still have the same feeling it's I did when I was 10 years old. Yeah. Like, it does yeah, so a little bit. Good. At least a quarter. At least a quarter. It's just so fucking good. Because, yeah, because, like, you know, ladders had, had been around, but it was, like, more of a, you know, this is like a like a 10% gimmick boost to right. you right wrestlers, exactly right? it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't right. a thing that like you saw like hulk hogan and like macho man randy savage have like a ladder match like no why why would why would you do that i'm already over and to have two fucking huge like at this point legends you know and do that was just fucking wild it's such a good match jason your number Any one guesses? oh man <sighs> I'm all over the place on my thing, so it's I that's the thing. You're kind of yeah, your 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 favorites and like the things you enjoy the most are a little bit kind of eclectic from time. N- nothing wrong with that, but uh, mm-hmm. it's not. It's tough. It could be anything from something with the fiend to a classic. Like <laughs> you could say anything. Um, I'm gonna go Jericho Styles. I'm gonna go Jericho Michaels from 19. It's Jericho someone. So I'm going to combine Chris's two comments, a fiend with the fiend and a classic. Mm. And it's at a time where just WrestleMania lacked because you didn't have a crowd. You're and you going something with really to really cheer a you up and be awesome. And yeah. it's, of course, the Firefly Funhouse. The Firefly Funhouse. All day, every day. It was cinematic. It was, and I'm glad it went first. It wasn't Tinker's mm. cinematic match. That right, was right, right. Like too. It was just like it was something different than an empty arena when we're all stuck at home, and it was just like, Ugh, mm. this blows. Everything sucks. We can't go anywhere, and mm-hmm. it was just such a change of pace, and it was just so well done that it was just like, uh, and they brought in so many. It's such good shit. Like oh, yeah, <laughs> so many, great. like just straight up nostalgia drip references. Yeah. But I like how you both went to Jericho because you thought it, I was gonna put him, but I mean. I mean, if I was going to pick a Jericho match that entertained me the most, I'd put him in Fandango fucking before anything else. Just because he lost, and I thought it was hysterical that they put Fandango <laughs> over, and then everyone loved it and did the dance, and then they fucked him up. Right. So, I, I love the lead-up so. to that match. How he kept mispronouncing his name, like the kid from Rookie of the Year. Right. Like, it's, hey, Fandancer. Hey, Fandagler. Hey, hey Fan... <laughs> Just call him right. something yeah. different every time. Like like Santino. Like Yeah. John Chayena. <laughs> John Chayena. <laughs> love it. So... <laughs> All right, that was good. So, what do we want to do next for next I don't week? Know. We could nah. so we could do, and I know Chris, we did this one in the past, but it's a different product right now. We could do who we want to see our top five, either face or heel turns. Okay, we could I'm do. That, yeah. We could do who's going to be the next champion, and our that one's kind of boring. Um, we could do something non-wrestling related, like mm-hmm. which, like which Major League Baseball star would be the best wrestler? Um, 
I'm just oh, fucking around. Not like, wrestling I, related, I but I right into wrestling related. <laughs> um, my guess would be Barry Bonds. <laughs> like he's just the best, you know, baseball player ever. Come on, dude, and, did like, you see that Kurt Schilling? He... Did you see that Kurt Schilling heel turn? There's no way. That's true. <laughs> So and I heard what was the story about who was it? Um, he takes Hulk's vitamins. Let's be real. <laughs> oh no, it's it's. So I read a thing when Chipper Jones first started out. There was a brawl between the Braves and um, must have been the Indians, like very early interleague play mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. There was a brawl that involved Chipper Jones and Jim Tomey, and and Tomey takes Chipper, puts him up against the side, and goes, "Don't fucking move." <laughs> and then that was it. And then Chipper's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like it's one of the favorite like little mini stories I've ever heard. Just, Stay out of it, kid. Sounded, I'm pretty sure it was Jim told me that that did that. It was just like, so I'm like, that's what I think. It just, um, no, but if, I mean, we can do. You want to do the, the face or heel turns we want to see? Yeah, let's we do can that. Do, um, uh, we can do. We can do fucking anything. I don't know. Let's let's go with that, and then if we think of something else between then and now, we'll. Uh... We can just text yeah. each other and we'll we'll do that. But this, hey, I got three out of five. So the two that I didn't get on your list, and I was having trouble coming up with a fifth one. I wrote four down really fast. Mm-hmm. Larry HBK, Michaels Razor. I wrote Taker, Michaels, Brett Owen, and I'm like, who's he gonna put for the fifth? I put Rock Hogan. I could I couldn't think of anything else mm. that you were gonna do. Honestly, uh, that that WrestleMania would have been more in Austin and Scott Hall than it would have been. Uh, right, Rock Hogan. So. so so are we doing are are we doing like so we're gonna do top five like wanted um heel turns, face turns? Turns face or heel turns, either one, yeah. yeah, yeah. Turns. Uh, but either one, just turns in general. Yeah. Yeah, turns. Okay, yeah, we're not cool. gonna do five not faces and five, five heels. That's, okay, cool. Uh, that's a lot. Top five wanted turns. I'm already thinking, I'm like I'm not gonna count. You know, the ones that we already have, like heel. What? Face that have, that have, that have like already, we've had like turned. turns like since Mania. Yeah, no, stuff, these are right? the ones like based on the current product, like who you yeah. want to see turn. Right. Correct. Right. So, um, cool. All right. Awesome. This is a long one. It almost went two freaking hours. My yeah, holy shit. 142 right now. Yep. Christ almighty. Thanks to our listener. Um, yeah, thanks, Dan, for, for staying on. And, um, if you listen you know. to wrestling for an hour and forty five minutes, Dan, like Jesus Christ, get some like let's get a football podcast. I mean, we're borderline going to have to change sports. change the name of the show because we don't buy as many cards as we did before. We don't talk about comics much. And like, I was thinking about that actually. Like maybe, maybe we yeah. <laughs> change, change the name to something because I'm more... totally fine with just talking wrestling shit. Oh yeah, I am too. <laughs> and then football when it comes around or whatever, just you know, yeah, yeah like I adding stuff in. Name. But this really is like a wrestling podcast that is not called wrestling. <laughs> but we do a lot of football when football we do is. yeah we do yeah. we it do. was like half and half i we like don't the do name a lot of cards and co- i love the name it's i'm, I'm voting problem. against changing it. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter i can name this thing i don't know i'm a what you know like hey, name it whatever what but if the I lakers like, can like stay the lakers after moving away from minnesota we can see sarge comics and carbs and talk about good wrestling. Point. so we're gonna. We're, I think. Uh, okay. So, I think that's good. We're gonna the stay. Lakers with it. on the seacoast. Yeah. yeah. For the record, I'm so happy the Lakers aren't in the playoffs. It just knows my day. And <laughs> so is everyone with Celtics, a soul. And I want the Celtics to drop their last game so they don't have to play the Nets in the first round, and then, you know, they'll get the Bulls or the Raptors, and then see what happens there. So we can mm. basketball playoffs later. I know you guys aren't big basketball guys, but so alrighty, send us away there, boss man. All right, guys. Thank you very much. 
for listening. Um, I took a few edibles a couple hours ago, so that was a bad transition out. But we will see you next week, or you will hear us next week. Thanks for listening, Dan.